You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 50. Yes, that's right, the big 5-0. How I prepare for multiple auditions in a day successfully. Let's get started. It is Maggie Barra here. Welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic or join our Facebook group, the Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand new online course, How to Successfully Submit to Casting Directors with or Without an Agent or Manager. This course is jam-packed with information on how to directly submit to casting directors to secure more audition appointments. Why sit around all day on your butt and wait for a job to come when you can get proactive and get it yourself? This course breaks down the secrets to snail mail submissions, email submissions, backstage submissions, and actors access submissions. If you are ready to get proactive with your career right now, head on over to actoraesthetic.com slash submit or check out the link in the show notes below. Okay. So I'm going to be honest with you guys when I admit that preparing for an audition can be a daunting task, but preparing for multiple auditions can sometimes seem impossible. As an actor in New York City, I often find myself rushing to try to fit in multiple auditions a day. This is mostly because there are multiple equity principal auditions out there happening and equity chorus calls out there happening for regional shows, summer stock shows, Broadway, touring companies, etc. On top of audition appointments that I get from my agents and also from self-submissions. I'm going to be honest, I actually love going on multiple auditions a day. I love the adrenaline. I love performing totally different kinds of material and choosing different outfits for different styles of shows. But I will say it is terribly easy to become overwhelmed. Actually, it's incredibly easy to find yourself falling down a rabbit hole really fast when it comes to preparing for multiple auditions. So here's what I mean when I say I'm going to multiple auditions a day. Now, sometimes I will plan to go to multiple open call type auditions like equity principal auditions or EPAs or equity chorus calls or ECCs in a day. If you're not sure what I mean when I say that, go ahead and listen to the first couple of episodes on EPAs, ECCs, and the various different types of auditions through equity. 
And if I'm going to multiple ECCs and EPAs in a day, I often have to just prepare my own material in the style of the show or season of shows that I'm auditioning for, in which case I find it's a lot easier to prepare for because I already know what to expect. And I already have a good idea of the material that I'm going to bring into the room because I've probably sung that material at other auditions. But sometimes, here's where the real fun begins. I may suddenly get multiple appointments in a day, either through my agents or through self-submissions. And on top of that, I try to go to EPAs and ECCs on the same day if I can get them in. Here's what I mean by agent appointments or self-submission appointments. When you're granted an audition appointment for a show, there's a good chance you will be actually given material beforehand from the show to prepare for that audition, as opposed to bringing something from your audition book like in an EPA or ECC or open call. Now, it's always good practice to bring your audition book filled with your audition cuts to appointments just in case the creative team wants to hear something else than the music or dialogue from the show you're auditioning for. But again, it's what you do with the material you were given by the creative team or casting director that matters the most. So it's one thing to try to go to multiple auditions in a day by juggling your schedule between EPAs and ECCs, but when you top that with actual audition appointments or appointments through self-submissions, you're probably going to have a lot of material on your hands to prep beforehand. Just this past week, I found myself running And this was very unexpected. It happened very fast. I had a couple of auditions and callbacks that happened super quick over the span of a few days. And I found myself last Thursday, as of recording this, running from a callback to an audition, to a class, to an audition, back to the class. Crazy stuff. And that was all at night. What? Can you believe that? That was all in the afternoon and evening. Not even during the day where in New York City, most auditions and callbacks and whatever take place. And when that happens, you just have to be prepared for anything and everything. Now, I don't think there is a right way or a wrong way to prepare yourself for this. I think it all just has to do with what works best for you, why, and at what cost. It's all about finding your work ethic, how you learn material efficiently, and how you can get to a point where you can perform that material under pressure, under the pressure of auditions or callbacks, and not just that, but multiple times a day. So here are a couple of pointers that I have learned along the way. And if you find any of these tips valuable, I would love it if you can screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram story if you have one and tag at Actor Aesthetics so I can see who's following along with me there. And I would love to continue the conversation about this. So number one, I make a spreadsheet with all the audition pieces, dates, locations, and requirements. I basically go through each audition notice or email or breakdown that I'm planning to attend or that I've been called in to attend, and I put 
all of the information from those breakdowns into a spreadsheet. I use Microsoft Excel for my audition journal. This is actually the beginnings of how I create my audition journal. I put the information from the audition, anything that I can put in there before the actual audition, I will put that information in there, like the location, the date, what I'm required to sing or read, and the creative team or casting director that may or may not be in the room. For more information on audition journals and how to fill them out, go to episode four of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. I will say that getting all the requirements for an audition down in print is really helpful. You can see exactly what each audition is requiring, where there's overlap, and which audition is going to be the most challenging in terms of preparation. Once you've got your auditions documented, you'll have a much better time figuring out how much you can handle and which auditions you can reasonably tackle. Which leads me to number two. I cut out the overwhelming auditions. So I try to prioritize my auditions accordingly. Agent appointments and appointments from self-submissions always come first. That's a given. The casting director or creative team took the time to review your submission and materials, saw you as a potential fit in their production, and put you on their audition schedule. So appointments are always the most important. As for open calls and EPAs and ECCs, they always come second to me, especially if there are multiple days of those auditions. Some shows, for example, have three days of EPAs, so I like to shift my schedule around to accommodate that. If I have an appointment for something, but there are multiple days of EPAs for a different show or season of shows, I try not to put it on the same day. I try to plan accordingly, especially if I have appointments for other shows and I really want to go to the EPA or ECC for something, I will make sure that I can spread those out as much as possible. But here's when it gets tough. When you want to go to everything, You have to take an honest look at the task in front of you. I find myself often wanting to go to literally everything in the winter months of January, February, even early March of audition season in New York City because there are so many things happening and I feel like I've always felt like the more things I go to, the better chance I have of booking something or making an impression on a casting director or creative team in some way. But when it comes down to it, I always have to ask myself if mentally, physically, emotionally, I'm prepared to do multiple auditions And am I prepared to work on and perfect all of the music and audition material to the best of my ability? Maybe, maybe not. It all depends on how much overlap there is, how far apart the auditions are spaced, and any outliers with a ton of challenging, unfamiliar repertoire. For example, on Thursday, I just had to suck it up and go because... 
I had multiple audition appointments and callbacks from appointments, and I couldn't just not show up. In fact, I was really excited. But the challenge for me was learning a lot of new material in a very short span of time and feeling like I could walk into each audition completely focused, completely in the zone, and completely ready to give it my all. Leading me to number three, build out a practice schedule. I like to prioritize the material that I'm given. So I like to look at the music and decide which song or sides are going to take up the majority of my efforts to learn if I have to learn new material. Which shows am I going to have to do more research on because I don't know them as well? And I go from there. That way, I can build out a schedule of my day when I have free time to practice and learn new material for these multiple auditions or to go over what material I'm even doing in each audition. Some auditions I can use what was already in my audition book. Some auditions I have to find new material that suits that audition the best. And some auditions, I have to learn new material from the show. Obviously, my priority is always learning the new material, especially if I don't know it yet. That helps me figure out a schedule and map out my day so that I know how much time I'm going to have to spend reading the script, learning the lines, etc. Which leads me to number four. I memorize my lines. And this is just something I've noticed over time as I've gone to various auditions. It's that I don't want to leave anything out. I want to leave everything on the line when I go into an audition. I want to do all my prep work. I want to memorize as much as I possibly can of the music or the dialogue that I'm given. And I want to leave it all out on the line because that's all I can control. My prep, my preparation before the audition, and in some cases before multiple auditions in a day. So in order for me to not only tackle one audition, but many a day, is that if I have multiple sides of dialogue and sheets of music to learn, I try as hard as I possibly can to memorize them. And there are various techniques in doing so. Repetition helps me. Performing the material in different spaces helps me. Different rehearsal spaces in my room, in my kitchen, in my living room, in the streets of New York, in Pearl Studios, in front of different people. Some people are auditory learners. Some people are visual learners. Regardless of the ways that you find help you the most when you're memorizing your music or your sides, I guarantee you that if you feel almost completely off book, then you're taking care of a good portion of nerves that would have been there otherwise. The adrenaline that you get from auditioning and from running from audition to audition is a big deal. It's a lot to handle. But add on top of that the feeling of not really knowing your material that well, and you have a recipe for disaster. Leading me to number five, I try to do all the research I possibly can. And I mean on everything. The more familiar I am with the creative team, the project, 
the script, if I was given one beforehand, the character or characters I'm auditioning for, the time period of the show or shows I'm auditioning for, the more focused I am. Something about relying on the prep work beforehand can really propel me into the character, even on short notice when I'm rushing from audition to audition. Research is incredibly important as an actor, but boy is it crucial when you know you have a couple of auditions coming up and you're running from one to the next. Because that research, that work that you do beforehand is so necessary. It helps you in the moments before your audition, when you're sitting down outside the audition room or in the holding room, nervous, and you feel like your heart is racing a mile a minute. Well, if you did your research already and you did your prep work, for example, you memorized your lines, you memorized your songs, and you researched the crap out of whatever you're auditioning for, then all you have to do is remind yourself that you did the work. You already did the work. You actually completed half of the audition already through your preparation. The other half is just regurgitating it in the room and being a human being that people want to work with. Really, the rest is out of your hands. Something I like to do when I'm researching shows is I like to have a piece of paper that I just jot some notes down about the character, the time period of the show, the location it's set in, etc. Things that just shorthand I can look at really quickly before my audition, before I actually walk into the room, that will remind me of the overall essence of the character and the show I'm in. As for the rest of the research, I trust that it's in my body and it will help me give the best audition I can possibly give. Speaking of giving the best audition I possibly can give, number six, I anticipate the travel times. And here is why. I know for me that if I'm rushing like a lunatic, I am certainly not going to give the best audition I possibly can give. So when scheduling my auditions, I try desperately to make sure I triple check where the audition will be, what studio it's in, and at what location, and how long it may take me to get from one place to the next. This is why I think having an emergency fund for things like cabs and Ubers can be crucial, especially in times when you're in a major rush and mass transportation is unreliable. Which takes us to my final point of the episode, which is I get there early enough. Sometimes early for me may not be early for you or... Maybe it's way too early for you. Regardless, depending on the type of audition that I'm trying to get to and depending on how nervous I will be, I try to give myself time to get to the studio, pull down if it's a hot summer's day, or warm up if I'm vocally tired. And most importantly, I like to make sure that I'm at each audition early so I can sit relax, and focus on the task at hand, not the next couple of auditions that I'm going on in the day, but the specific audition that I'm sitting at. By getting there early, I'm allowing myself ample time to really immerse myself in what is about to happen. 
personally, I'm not just someone who can arrive five minutes before the audition, walk in and nail it out of the park, unless I'm just singing material that I've done a million times. If it's new material, I know myself. I know that I have to get to the audition studio early, maybe even get a practice room at Pearl Studios or Ripley Greer and sing through my material. If I don't have that opportunity, then I like to just sing through it in my head and go over my lines in my head, oftentimes before the auditions where I have to regurgitate new material that I've learned. In my preparation, I oftentimes record the material on a voice memo. So I record the opposite person's lines and I leave space of silence where I would say my own lines. So then once I'm done with that, I will play that back and either say those lines that I left the space for out loud, or I'll just say them quietly to myself or in my head. Sitting down and even just doing that once or twice can really center me and get me super focused for what I'm about to get myself into, basically. And really, listen, preparing for just one audition is a challenge, but juggling multiple ones doesn't make it any easier. So those are just some strategies that have helped me greatly. I'm always so eager to learn from you guys to hear what works for you, what doesn't work for you. I'm curious and I would love to continue growing. So feel free to shoot me a DM or message me on Facebook, find me in our Facebook group, whatever you'd like. I'd love to continue this conversation. In all seriousness, what it comes down to, at least for me, is that I make sure that I'm honest with myself, I'm preparing with good organization, and I'm just playing it smart. When I've done all I can and I lay it all down on the line, I know that at the end of the day, I can be proud of myself for the work that I've done. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you could screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, and share it to your Instagram story. I love to see who is following along with me there. For further inquiries, email me at maggie at actoraesthetic.com or shoot me a DM at Actor Aesthetic. If you're not already a member of the Actor Aesthetic tribe on Facebook, you are missing out. Go to www.facebook.com com slash groups slash actor aesthetic tribe. Don't forget to hit subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode is released. And if you haven't already, please leave me a quick review. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week. Uh-huh.